welcome to the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your host, Davo. Oh, and one thus far in the first annual Brain Ladle Trivia Tilt to determine which ladler is the best ladler. <laughs> this well, you're, not, you're, not alone. you're not alone in being oh, and one. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to let you talk about that on your own couch. Oh, okay. I was just making sure you, you didn't feel like just isolated. No, no. I, I sh- well, I was last last week, so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking up at all y'all. Fair enough. Well, I am taller than you guys. Barely. Barely. <laughs> yeah. Five You're like four. what? No. How tall are really? you? Really? I'm five ten. I'm six two. Really. <laughs> I never, okay, I never, so yes, you are, okay. I never thought of you as that tall. (laughs) Well, it's because I'm white, too. Maybe that's it. (laughs) So clearly, Neil and Kells are with us today. But the, uh, the questions that hopefully I will win tonight, so that I may tie up the, you know, move up the ranks, will be, uh, will be asked by Anthony. Hello, everyone. Anthony, how you doing? I'm doing well. So what brings you to the Brain Ladle Operations Center? I have listened to the Brain Ladle podcast actually since before the first episode was released because Mr. Neil was kind enough to send it to me so I could listen to it. Um, I actually like useless trivia a lot, so listening to trivia is not a you know, it's one of those things you just listen to it and see what you know, see what you don't know, and stick it in there for one day. Hopefully, you get to say, Hey, I got this useless piece of information to tell you guys. Yeah. We, we like to think of those as trivia nuggets. This is true. <laughs> Delicious trivia nuggets floating around in your brain. Mm. So, Anthony, what is the topic that you are going to challenge us with today? Tonight's topic I chose a couple of reasons. One, uh, well, I live on the beach, and I decided that maybe it would be kind of cool to do something on the beach, so I chose nautical, but it's only a portion of the reason why. The other one was I wanted to hear more about fish. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Although, I don't have a whole lot of fish stuff going on in here, but it was just cool to be a, you know, look up things in the ocean and that kind of stuff, so. Can you explain the rules to us, Neil? Every week we have a topic, and there are six categories with four questions each about that topic, and then there's a final question at the end. The rules sometimes vary a little bit, and we'll see what Anthony has in store for us today for the final question when we get to it, but uh, we should have 24 questions of nautical goodness coming our way. Arr, bobbing along on the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I do have the six categories. Um, I do have some bonus questions thrown in there, too, just in case. Maybe you can get a bonus question or a bonus mm. answer, uh, even if even though you might not be able to answer the actual question. But I got faith in you guys. I think you'll do good. I appreciate that. And Kels, I'm looking for you to answer the very last question. I'm just going to throw it out there at the beginning. 
and that puts a lot of pressure on me. But wow. Does that mean you're not expecting him to answer any of the first 23? Uh, well, I, I hope that somebody answers some of these. I don't think they're that hard. Uh, okay. But I wrote the last one uh, based off some information that I've heard on some of the other um, episodes that you guys have released. So this, there's a little blip that was said in the last one and i was like you know what i'm gonna ride on that a little bit and see how it goes um, wow a callback that's wonderful <laughs> if it's a good enough callback we'll put it on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> all right the first category is nautical terms question number one in navigation this is the process of calculating one's current position by using a previously determined position or fix and advancing that position based upon known or estimated speeds over elapsed time and course. I am locked in. I'm going to kick myself. I think I know this. I'm pretty sure I don't. Well, you have the last question. Somebody's got to get the first. Oh. Well, I'm pretty sure Neil's got it. Yeah, don't worry, I got it. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I'd like to point out the, the the lack of fairness in this. What? What? I've lived in a landlocked state, like, my whole life. Have you ever seen a pirate movie? Yeah, I don't think that counts. Well, I've been on, you, you I've know, been on two cruises, and... They did not use this kind of navigation on those cruise ships, I guarantee you. At least you hope. I, I do hope. <laughs> well, I made it back, yeah, so. Um, I'm locked in. Uh, I don't feel so good about it. I'm locked in as well. I feel terrible, but I'm locked in. All right. So we'll go in order. Uh, from We'll do a meal first. I believe what you're describing is called dead reckoning. All right. And Kels? I went with uh, compassing. And Devo? I went with charting. Neil is right. It is dead reckoning. I don't feel bad at all. I had no idea. Me either. That is cool that it's called dead reckoning. Yeah, that's very cool. It's a good song. There was a movie... Wasn't there a movie that was released called Dead Reckoning? There is a movie Probably. called Dead Reckoning. Um, is it a horror movie on a boat? I actually have not seen it, so I can't pass judgment mm. on the movie or tell you what category it is. Um, the first time I heard the term was actually in another podcast, and they were talk. It was um, they were doing something with Amelia Earhart, and they were talking about how they could have used Dead Reckoning to fly, but they use it for nautical things as well. Yeah. All right, so we got Neil with one. Goose eggs all around everywhere else. Question number Didn't two. Need that rubbed in, man. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. This is a rope ladder lowered from the deck as when pilots or passengers come aboard is called this. And I'll give you a, I'll give you a slight hint as well. This Please. also is a movie. <laughs> locked in come on Neil really I always called it a rope ladder that's what I thought it was 
locked in. Davis holding out. I am holding out because, man. Because rope ladder didn't work. Because rope ladder didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I had to move past it too, buddy. Okay, I'm locked in with the, with a utterly garbage answer. But it's <laughs> hey, an answer is better than a punt. So always think of it that That's, way. Uh, oh, yeah, no punt here then. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll go with Davo. What do you got? Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> gangplank. All right. And Kells? Set the captain's hand. And Neil? So when I was on my last cruise, we had a we had a balcony room. <clears throat> and as we were approaching some of the ports, we would, we would go out on the balcony and look down, and there the pilot boat would come. And it is crazy. They lower this ladder out of a out of a hole in the side of the, sh- the cruise ship, like four or five stories up, they lower this, this ladder down and the pilot, um, from one of the small boats that come out from the Harbor, they just hop right over onto it and climb up. And it's, it's terrifying to watch. I can't imagine actually doing it, but I think the ladder is called a Jacob's ladder. It is oh. called the Jacob's ladder. Careful. So he got it right? Yes, sir. I'm not happy about that. Well, I'm happy for Neil in an existential sort of way, but not... Okay, never mind. Ready for question three. All right, question three, which is simpler than the other two. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. Oh, come on. This is a marine toilet. It is also the upper corner of a triangular sail. Locked in? Neil, did you live on a boat? You know this one, though. You may not recall it, but you know it. I'm sure you know it. Locked in. Davo's turn. Oh, I'm locked in. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. No, you're fine. I'm locked in. Okay. All right, Kels, you're up. Is it a head? All right, Kels. Well, you can't answer that now. (laughs) uh, I wrote down head. All right. Neil? I believe the answer is it's kind of gross when you think about it. I never really thought about it until this question, but I believe it is the head. And Deva? I wrote down head. It is head. You know why it's called a head? I actually don't know why it's called a head. I did not look that up. Do you? No. <laughs> I was really hoping so. I was hoping as well. All right, I, the anticipation was there. <laughs> I, I will, I will sidebar. If I, I will ask my father-in-law if he knows why I was called the head. He spent some time in the Navy years, years, years ago. Um, he might actually know. If I get an answer, I will let you guys know. Excellent. <laughs> we'll throw that out on Twitter. Yeah, see if anybody. Once knows. we know something, sounds yeah. good. Tweet us. Tweet at what's us. A, well, All right. What's the what's the twi- Twitter 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 handle? My Twitter handle, the Twitter handle, is at Ladlebrain. Oh yeah. Oh, that's strange. Huh. It is. It is. You have no idea how hard it was. I tried my best to write a question about it, but <laughs> I couldn't fit it into the nautical thing. <laughs> I would have loved you forever if you could have made that. All right, question four. I think you guys will get this one too. A unit of length 
equal to six feet, approximately 1.8 meters, chiefly used in reference to the depth of water. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Mm. I'm locked in. All right, Neil. That's a fathom. And Kels. I'm going with League. And Devo. I'm with a fathom. And the correct answer is fathom. As soon as Neil said fathom, I was like, yeah, that sounds a lot better than a league. <laughs> but that was the only thing I could think of. A league is, is basically three miles. I figured it was longer because 20,000, was it 20,000 leagues under the sea? Yeah. Well, it makes more sense if it's 20,000 fathoms. You know, I, I thought about that and someone said, how, how could it be 60,000 miles under the sea? That doesn't make any sense. And then I realized that they were under the sea for 20,000 leagues. Yes. Not, they didn't go 20,000 down. It took me a while to figure it's that out. Distance, not depth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got you. So the scores after the first round, I uh, got Kells at 10, Devo with 20, and Neil had a perfect round. With 40. Check out the big brain on bread. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Category number two is music. Yay. Mm. <laughs> and I, I reached wow. for some of these so that they weren't the typical ones. The Beatles recorded this song for their 1969 album, Abbey Road. The song was written by drummer Ringo Starr, who was also the lead vocalist on the track. It features lyrics such as, in our little hideaway beneath the waves, resting our head on the seabed. I'm locked in. I can only think of one Beatles song that pertains to water, and I don't think it's on the Abbey Road album. I almost started whistling it absentmindedly, thus giving away my strategic position. I'm <laughs> locked in, I think. I know. Yes. You're not locked in? I am. I know. I definitely am absolutely locked in. All right. Is Kels locked in? No, he is not because he's not that familiar with the Beatles. Don't worry. Uh, I got some other stuff in here, too. Get to later. Well, if some Jay-Z coming up, man. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> I am going to write down the wrong answer. Just let me know when you're ready. I am ready now. Okay. Uh, since Neil got a perfect round last time, let's start with Neil. Okay. Well, the obvious answer was Yellow Submarine, but I'm pretty sure that was quite a bit earlier, and I also don't think it was on the Abbey Road album. Then I remembered a podcast, another trivia show that I listened to a couple of weeks ago where a very similar question came up. And the answer was a song that I've never heard of before, but I believe it's called Octopus Garden. I hope I got that right. Yeah. We reached out there for that answer, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Devo. I wrote down Yellow Submarine and realized I was wrong because it's Octopus's Garden. I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden. 
with Neil because he got it right. And Kells? Well, I've never heard of Octopus Garden, yet I knew my answer was wrong because Yellow Submarine is in that. No, it's not the name of the album, but I know it's not on. I know it's not on Abbey Road. It's on Sergeant Peppers. I got it totally wrong. Oh, Yellow Submarine is. Yeah. 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 Well, I figured I figured it was early, and I knew it was wrong, but that's what I wrote down. Why are you Why are you doing this to me, Kels? I'm wrong. It is Octopus. No, I wrote the same thing. (laughs) I didn't get it right. The answer, the answer is Octopus's Garden. See what I just suffered from, Anthony. You, I don't. This doesn't happen often. Was a premature lock-in. <laughs> they have a pill for that, I think. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I got real excited, thinking I had the answer right, and, and I was wrong. To. Uh... Not to make you guys feel any worse or anything, but I wasn't really sure about this question. So today at about 5.30, I almost changed it to Yellow yellow Submarine. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to change it. And it worked out. Not in your guys' opinion. Because you prematurely answered. I prematurely locked in. (laughs) Also, Devo, I think um, I could be wrong about this. I'm sure Andy is out there screaming at his his, uh, car again right now. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure there was an album called Yellow Submarine, and it wasn't on uh, Sergeant Pepper. I thought it was on Sergeant Pepper. I just, I just see it in the. Maybe it is also, but I, I know I've seen an album cover that has a Yellow Submarine on it. Yeah, Andy, you'll need to tweet at us, or just text me personally and yell <laughs> at me. Yep, you'll probably get a phone call about this one. I might. At least I knew it was wrong. Office. <laughs> I knew it was wrong. question two in category two and i'm gonna give there's a bonus on this one too which i'll give five points if you can get the bonus for this one the question number two is iron maiden released this song as a musical retelling of this 1798 poem of the same name it uses pieces of the original poem as lyrics and is 13 minutes and 45 seconds in length. It was Iron Maiden's longest song for over 30 years until it was surpassed by the 18-minute Empire of the Clouds from the 2015 album The Book of Souls. Name this song. And the bonus is to name the original poet. And the bonus is five points. I'm locked in with the only poem I can think of that matches that description. Well, y'all know how much I love Iron Maiden, but I am blanking on this one. You are a huge Iron Maiden fan. I'm locked in. Mm. Why can I not remember the name of that stupid boat? Was it the Titanic? No. The Mayflower? No. Wasn't the Ella Fitzgerald either? And that's stuck in my head. <laughs> Was it the Sloop John B? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to kick myself so hard. You are a metal guy. Yeah, apparently not a good enough one. I'm locked in. All right, let's go with Kells. So, Monarch of the Sea. All right, I like that title. That would be a good title. Neil? So the only the only old poem I could think of that has a nautical theme is the rhyme of the ancient mariner, 
by a guy named Coleridge. And Davo? I also wrote down The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner by Coleridge. You guys got it right. It is The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner and the bonus is Coleridge. I couldn't... I was hung up on... What's the name of the ghost ship? That famous ghost ship. Um, the one that's in California? That one? Or the one that's missing? No, it's 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 a haunted boat. Flying Dutchman? And it's, yeah, yeah flying that. Dutchman? I was hung up on the Flying Dutchman. Yeah. And, and then I was hung up on the Wreck of the Hesperus. But Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner made more sense. It is Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner and Coleridge. So you guys both got the bonus. And a big bonus. <laughs> My metal street cred is back. You right. almost got their phone call, man. I did. They were going to take away my membership card. All right. So after we go from metal, we're going to go to somebody who's not so metal, but you guys will know who they are. Question number three. We're not talking about Mr. Roboto here, but the fourth track from Styx's 1977 album, The Grand Illusion. The single peaked at number eight in the Billboard's Hot 100 and is one of the band's most popular songs. And it's... Uh, little extra piece here uh, to help out the song also appears as a plot point to the south park episode cartman's mom is still a dirty slut (laughs) name that song i was hoping it would be this song (laughs) and it is i am locked in did Cartman sing this song? <laughs> he did. Oh my he gosh. Did. It was awesome. I, I hope this is the name, man. Um, I'm like, dude. Davo? I, I come sail away. And Kels? <laughs> come sail away. <laughs> and, yes. and Neil? I also put down come sail away. And you all would be come correct. Sail away. this song was written by lionel richie while with the commodores for their 1979 album midnight magic released as the first of three singles from the album it was produced by both the commodores and james anthony carmichael the song reached the top 10 on both the u.s and uk music charts the same year Name that song, and a bonus two points. Lionel Richie later recorded this song for the uh, 2012 album Tuskegee with another artist. Who's the other artist? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. And Neil? I'm locked in. All right, let's go with Kels first. Uh, For the song I wrote, uh, Sail On. And I had no idea about the the bonus, so I just wrote John Legend. All right. And Neil? You know, I just I started a, a, a kind of a soul playlist on Spotify the other day. And I've got several really good Commodore songs on there. I don't know if Ceylon is on it, but I don't recall it. And I was kind of hoping that the nautical part you were going for was the fact that it was a question about the Commodores. Because I ended up putting down, I was kind of torn between Brick House and uh, and this other one. I ended up going with Machine Gun. And, and I don't have an answer for the bonus. 
brick house. And do you have a bonus answer? No. <laughs> Man, I know who I'm thinking of karaoke. Wow. <laughs> All right. The answer actually is sail on. Nice. And I, and I actually wrote this because of the sail on. And the Commodore's part was just because it's Lionel Richie, man. It's all because it's Lionel Richie, to be honest with you. Um, but the artist that he did the song with uh, for the bonus was Tim McGraw, actually. What in the uh, where? Yeah. I I didn't believe it when I – I honestly did not believe it when I first read it. I was like, I need to check this out. Um, so I threw it in there as a bonus because it's true. Holy moly. Yeah. I think Say Alone's about divorce. Uh, that was the biggest thing that I found. Uh, a little bit of a trivia nugget. The biggest thing we found for it was divorce. Um, a lot of people theorize that it's actually Lionel Richie wrote the song because he was about to leave the Commodores. But neither one of those things happened for like four or five years after the song was written. So I don't know if it's actually about either of those. So do we have scores through two? We do. We have Kells with 30. Davo has 45, and Neil has 75. Jesus. Yump and Yemeni, man. I missed one. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> All right. Category number three is superstition. Oh. Right ends on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have done music a little bit later. We'll do a karaoke show. <laughs> All right. And we'll sell it to the military as Sonic Warfare. We're, yeah, we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to gain listenership, not lose it all. <laughs> all right. Question number one in superstition. In today's society, many people consider this animal bad luck. At sea, it was the complete opposite. They were believed to protect ships from dangerous weather fishermen's wives would keep would also keep this animal at home hoping they would protect the men at sea name this animal hmm. i'm locked in i'm locked in as well okay i'm locked in all right neil i just put a black cat i don't know all right Devo. black cat and kells home with black cat also it is a black cat i did not know that nor did i Guys guessed really well, or dug really deep, one or the other. We dug uh, deep, but found that trivia nugget. <laughs> I just made a wild ass guess. Oh wow! You don't give away our secrets. <laughs> I could think of no other bad luck animal. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I was at. <laughs> Question number two in superstition: This group of individuals were said to bring bad luck on board because they distracted the sailors from their sea duties. This kind of behavior angered and intemperated seas that would take the revenge, their revenge out on the ship. I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. I'm locked in. All right. Neil? I think you're referring to women. And Kells? Yeah, my guess with the ladies. And Davo? Women. And the correct answer is women. Here's a couple... Here's a couple trivia nuggets on the same question. Ooh, a double nugget. The first one is, oddly enough, they were also considered good luck 
only if they got naked because that had the power to calm the seas. Is that why they had uh, naked women on the, on the prow? Partially. That's the second trivia nugget. Second oh. one oh. is that uh, they would put topless women on the, perched on the bow of the ship because her bare breasts shamed the stormy seas to calm and her open eyes guided the sailors to safety. Just to be clear, it, it's not an actual woman. It's a carving of a woman. Uh, well, <laughs> I, guess it depends. I guess it depends on the ship. I mean, if someone's and ever seen that, they might think that we're saying they put actual women in front of it. No, just in this one. Yeah, it does. It is carved out, but that's why they would do that. All right. Question three. At the height of the trading empire between Spain and the Caribbean in the 1700s, most cases of disappearing ships happened to be carrying a cargo of this type of fruit. Many boaters continued to avoid this fruit at sea, some even avoiding suntan lotion that has this fruit smell. What is this fruit? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. All right, Devo? Well, I thought about fruits being on a ship and then you know they're not going to keep because it's a long journey so i thought of a resilient fruit ish kind of thing and smelly suntan lotion so i went with coconut good guess and kels also went with coconut and neil i was torn between two i thought of coconut but i don't really think there's that many coconuts in the Caribbean? I could be really wrong about that. I ended up going with banana. The correct answer is bananas. Neil. <laughs> A-N-A-N-A-S. Interestingly enough, oh. a little tidbit from my past. I uh, went deep sea fishing one time, and one of the guys had a, like three or four bananas, and he was eating one of the bananas on the dock. The captain just put all of his stuff down, walked up to Greg. He's like, hey, can I have those bananas? And the guy's like, yeah, I just threw them right in the water. He's like, now you can get on my boat. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't even let him bring him on the boat. All right. Final question in superstition. This group of individuals was thought to bring bad luck to a ship if you happen to encounter one before boarding. However, if you speak to them before they get the chance to speak to you, you're saved. Name this group of people. Uh, I, I locked in with something. I'm locked in. All right. Kels, what do you got? I went with uh, clergy. Interesting choice on a ship. And Neil? Uh, I just said children, although I know that's wrong because back then they had a lot of children on the ship. But that's what I went with. I went with clergy. I wrote down priests specifically that I was thinking men of the cloth as well. The correct answer, or there's two that I would have accepted, are redheads or gingers. What? They're derided for everything. (laughs) (laughs) Everything. I know. I had to put the question in there. I was like, man, they can't go anywhere without somebody saying they're bad luck. So the bad luck on a boat, but good luck if you talk to them on your way to the boat. Uh, you're okay. Only if you talk to them first. If you talk to them first. Oh. oh. They, talk to, they talk to you, like, call off the whole trip. All right. Do we have scores through three? Yes, we have Kells with 50, Devo with 65, and Neil with 105. Good Lord. Well, we are at halftime, and I would just like to mention that you can find us 
on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube and all the places where you find fine podcasts where one member of the team kicks the snot out of the rest. (laughs) You can find me in the locker room hoping Al Pacino walks through the door to, like, pep me up. (laughs) This is rough. Twitter is Ladle Brain. Facebook is Brain Ladle Productions. YouTube, we're on Brain Ladle Productions. And so on. We also have a Patreon, so you can support us there, too. So, Kels, I got one for you here. Category number four is sports. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Neil jumps so so far ahead of you guys that you can't even pass him, even if he doesn't get any right. Uh, If you got, like, three more of these in a row, (laughs) yeah. All right. Sports... Sports, sports that begin with F and sports that have balls. <laughs> We're in. <laughs> We're in. All right. Close the gap. Question number one in sports. This team name originates from the prominence of marine culture in the city of Seattle. They are nicknamed the M's, a title featured in their primary logo from 1987 to 1992. They adopted their current team colors, which are navy blue, northwest green, or teal, and silver prior to the 1993 season. Name this team. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Everybody's in? Yep. Yeah. And Neil? So I lived in Seattle for about 10 years and couldn't help. (laughs) Anthony. Come on. So they only had, at the time, they had three teams. I think they're down to two now, right? Um, But one of them was the the Mariners. Actually, technically, it's three if you watch soccer. What? If you watch soccer, they have three teams now. (laughs) Anthony, this is Uh, America. I thought this was about sports. (laughs) That's that's why I called it soccer, not football. Like We have many listeners around the world who love it's a beautiful game, but we're in America. I apologize. Okay. And Kells? I went with the Mariners. And Devo? I went with the Mariners as well. Seattle Mariners is correct. I was always a fan of the Trident M logo that they had. I thought that was, that was nice. pretty slick. It was a nice one. Me too. I actually like a lot of the older logos more than the new ones, but that's just because I'm getting old, I think. I'm just glad I'm not getting shut out on sports. Oh, shut up, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> All right, question two. We're going to the East Coast. In 1997, this NHL team relocated to North Carolina, where it became the Carolina Hurricanes. The team played in Greensboro, North Carolina, until 1999 when it moved its current home, PNC Arena in Raleigh, North Carolina. Name the team that moved to North Carolina. I'll give you a slight hint. The team name that moved to North Carolina is also nautical themed. If Neil if Neil gets all of these right, guys, you guys are in trouble. Oh, you, you can tell that from the half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm locked in with my answer. Uh, I, I don't know if this is the team that moved to Carolina, but I, I have an answer. I'm locked in. All right, Neil, what do you got? Well, I can only think of two teams that had something like um, uh, a nautical theme, one of which I'm pretty sure is still – the Islanders are still in the New York. Is that right? The Islanders, yeah. But I went with the <laughs> Whalers. 
And Javo? The Hartford Whalers. And Kells? Hartford Whalers. You guys are correct. It is the Whalers. That is the finest logo in hockey. It is. That Whaler logo is amazing. Yeah, there are a few logos in hockey that I really like. And the Hartford Whalers one I like and actually prefer the old school Winnipeg Jets logo before they changed it to the new logo that's horrible, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> Neil, did you live in Hartford too? No. Okay, I was just checking. All right, question number three. This South Florida University football program has won five national titles, has produced professional athletes such as Jim Kelly, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Warren Sapp, to name a few. Name this university and nickname, and for bonus two points, name their mascot. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Also locked in. All right. Kels, what do you got? On with the U, Miami Hurricanes. And I have no idea what that damn bird's name is. <laughs> and Davo? Uh, I went with uh, the U. University of Miami uh, Hurricanes, and I know that they ha their mascot is a crane, but I don't know the name of the crane, so I wrote down crane. <laughs> and Neil? So, funny story, Kels. When I was in uh, ninth mm -hmm. grade, I lived in Homestead, Florida, which is you know just uh, just down the road from Miami. And, oh and I was God. I was going to go to I had been planning on going to to University of Miami before my parents moved me to Arkansas, um, and it all's downhill from there. But the only South Florida university I could think of that would have had a chance of winning some championships would have been University of Miami Hurricanes, and I have no idea. I didn't even know their mascot mascot was a bird, but I did put U of M. Hurricanes. The Miami Hurricanes is the correct answer. Uh, the bonus, there's a couple things here. The bonus, the bird's name is Sebastian, but there's a trivia nugget sure. for him as well. He's actually an ibis, not a crane. And oh my god, the, <laughs> there's, there's a there's a reason for it. Um, according to whatever the biological scientists say, that the ibis is. The uh, it's legendary for its bravery during hurricanes, so that's why they actually chose it. But us who live in Florida think it's the dumbest bird here it's because it's <laughs> it's the last bird, it's the last animal to leave before a hurricane actually strikes, and it's the first one to return. That doesn't really sound too bright to me, but hey, that's what they say. I could I saw a lot of people that stuck around for the hurricane, so. At least yeah. the ibises ended up leaving. Well, I live on the mainland. I live on the mainland, so I typically stay too. See, I was thinking it was something like a the Miami Hurricane or something like that. But or, wow, or there's a lot Ichabod. of there's a lot of thought. Ichabod Crane would be great. <laughs> they put a lot more thought into it than I did. <laughs> All right, question number four. Since this team's first season in 1961. They have one of the highest winning percentages in the NFL. As of 2017, they have won at least three games in every season except 1962 and are only one of six NFL teams to win at least 15 games in a regular season. 
they share their name with these North Seafarers. Name that team. Locked in. Locked in. These North Seafarers? Norse Seafarers. North Seafarers. Oh, okay. I'm locked in. All right, Davo, what do you got? Uh, I put down the Vikings. And Kels? I want the Vikings of Minnesota. And Neil? I also put down the Vikings. It is the Vikings of Minnesota. So I got to congratulate you, Anthony, on uh, getting a sports category that Neil could totally run. Uh, yeah, I, I just realized that. <laughs> and interestingly enough, I had no idea that Neil lived in Seattle and oh, and Miami. And vacationed yeah. in Hartford, apparently. Yeah. I have been <laughs> ready for some scores. We've got Kells with 90, Davo with 105, and Neil with 145. That is stupendous. Like sweeping a category normally feels better than that. But <laughs> it it's just kinda I'm just kinda I'm just kinda hollow on the inside. Well just remember Kells, you're gonna get the last one, right? We hope. Yeah. We oh, hope. Don't, don't say that. Don't say that. Thank you. <laughs> you I'm trying to trying to get performance feel. anxiety now. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> like you need to really pad your your lead. Well, the next category is science. Oh, come on. Oh, oh man. I know Neil. Neil's so disappointed with this one, right? All right, but you guys, okay. you guys will nail this one. When you guys are clean slated, right? Oh, but, heck yeah, we're ready. Question number one. This is a measure of speed equal to one nautical mile per hour. I'm locked in. I'm also locked in. Is everybody in? Uh, Yes, I guess. All right, Neil, what do you got? Knots. And Kells? Oh, with the knot also. And Devo. Knots. The correct answer is knots. Hey, Kells. Hey, Devo. Do you realize we just got five questions in a row right and it doesn't matter? No, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Yeah. Nothing matters. <laughs> Go down that lonesome highway. Yeah. <laughs> if I get to do questions again, I'm doing wrestling. Oh, oh, you are welcome back already. I'll probably sit that one out. Oh, no, no, no. Don't take that ass whooping, sir. I got to take this one. You got to take one for me. I'm going to have to practice my, my punting leg. Yeah. We'll make it multiple choice. Every answer I don't know oh. is Jerry Lawler. <laughs> Yeah. That's, a solid That's awesome. Go with the king. <laughs> uh, all right. Question number two. Within 50, what is the distance of a nautical mile in meters? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Locked in. All right, Neil? I did a little bit of math and ended up with 1,760. Right. And Devo? I, I did a little math and added a little bit on the top and said 1,800. And Kels? I said 1,200. Davo, you're what? very close. Within 50, what? the total is 1,852 meters. And you can Are reach, you kidding me? You can reach out to your... Oh, my God. <laughs> you can reach out to your competitors and ask whether or not they oh. believe you should get this question right. For two meters. You know what? Um, 
the oh. card cows. <laughs> oh, oh, two meters. Neil, what do you it's think? right there. Uh, you know, it's right there. I'm going to have to say it's not within 50. I will remember this, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Can we give him two points for it? Since he was the, like two away. The two missing meters? I'd, I'd be, yeah, the two missing meters. I'd be okay Just rub in those two. All right, yeah. We'll go with two points. Do you want two pity? I'll take two pity okay. points. Heck yes. I'm going to win by two now. <laughs> two points come back to haunt. I can't wait to hear it. All right. Question number three. This is an astronomical instrument used to determine latitude and longitude at sea by measuring angular distances, especially the altitudes of sun, moon, and stars. Name this item. I'm locked in. I'm locked in, too. I'm locked in. All right. Neo, what do you got? I think that's called an astrolabe. And Kells? I wrote down Galileo's glasses. <laughs> that sounds like a Tribe Called Quest album title. <laughs> a part of it. You know, it's a little longer that's... than that. <laughs> <laughs> and... The Divine Journey using <laughs> Galileo's glasses. I'd listen to that. <laughs> and Devo, what do you got? Uh, astrolabe. It's a sextant. What? Are you absolutely oh. kidding me right now? I am not. <sighs> sextant. That's not as good a album title. <laughs> well, not for no tribe, but right. Rick James or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Final question in science. This timekeeper was the first American-made marine timekeeper taken to sea. William Cranch Bond, a 23-year-old Boston clockmaker, crafted it during the War of 1812. Name this item. I'm locked in. Locked in with something. I don't know if it's even close to what you're getting at. I'm, I'm locked in. All right. I don't even know if this tells time. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a calendar. Let's go with Davo. Start it off. So the way the question was phrased, it made me think it was a specific type of timepiece. So then I thought, okay, maybe it's a Nautilus, like a Nautilus watch. But then I went more basic. And since it was in the 1800s and they may need their pockets for other things, I went with wristwatch. All right. And Kels? I wrote down a, a chronometer. And Neil? Yeah, I also said chronometer, but I don't know if that's maybe too vague for what you're looking for. It is a chronometer. Um, I was looking for, I was looking for, believe it or not, I was looking for bond chronometer. That's why I said that the type was so easy because it was in the actual question. And that, but I did give it to you guys for getting the chronometer. So, Kels and Neil, ten points. Not to put any more salt in the wound, but do we have uh, scores through five? We do. We have Kells with 110, Devo with 117, and Neil with 165. God. All right. <laughs> We're in the final category, and I'm gonna—I'm sure I'm gonna hear. So, some... You know, I gotta—I I gotta cut you off there, Anthony. You know what? What is really get, adding the crust? Putting that nice crust on the outside of Devo. The rhyme, if you will. Score. Is Kells got the answer right, and he said, "I don't even know if it tells." <laughs> 
<laughs> At least I knew it. That is golf. I knew a chronometer twelve times. <laughs> I mean, it's right there in the name. <laughs> and he said it like it was a super villain. Chronometer. Oh, well, yeah, the chronometer. <laughs> I know. It's in those action comics. Mm. <laughs> Beware the chronometer. Early Batman uh, villain. All right, the final category before the final question is, and I'm sure we'll hear paper rustling, movies. Come to dislike this category. <laughs> oh, don't worry. You're either going to love or hate the final one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, let's do it. All right. Question number one. In the movie It, Bill helps his younger brother craft a paper ship. What is the name of this ship? I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. I haven't seen the new It. Is it good? It's solid. It didn't. It wasn't much of a horror movie to me, though. I like them both. I like okay. the new one and the old one. Oh, I like the old one a lot. I'm a big Stephen King fan. I just haven't. My wife hates horror movies, so I have to <laughs> pick and choose my spots. <laughs> it's worth the ride if you got two hours to watch a horror movie on your own. I do. I will. I'm locked in with something. Go with Kels. I went with the SS Georgie. And Neil? Yeah, I think uh, I think his brother Bill wrote the name on it and named it after his little brother Georgie, SS Georgie. And Deva? I have the SS Georgie as well. You guys are correct. It is the SS Georgie. Bill's going to kill you. <laughs> All right. Question number two. In the movie Jaws, Chief Brody, Matt Hooper, and Quint ride this boat when searching for the rogue shark. Name this boat. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I've never seen Jaws. What? We have to stop the How podcast now for two hours. How did you get a driver's license? So what? <laughs> How did you get a driver's license? That's, how, that, that's like a coming of age thing. Is it? Yes. I honestly don't know. Make too it many people a... I haven't seen Jaws. Well, it's like Star Wars. It's like you meet the person who hasn't seen Star Wars, and they're like a, you know, a dodo found in the wild. It's like, oh my god, such a rare species. <laughs> not that they're dodos, yeah. but the bird, not the pejorative. <laughs> I'm all just I'm racing because I can't remember the name of that boat. <laughs> I'm locked in. Uh, of course you are, Neil. <laughs> I've seen Jaws probably 5,000 times. And yet you can't remember the name of the boat. can't remember the name of the boat. I know it's not big enough, though. I mean, I mean I just... <laughs> it's not that. Is it that? It's not that. I have no idea, but I'm locked in. Oh. No, no, no. Okay, I'm locked in, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick myself. All right, Neil, what do you got? I'm kind of vaguely recall seeing the word orca on the side of a boat, so I went with the orca. All right, and Kells. Uh, of course, as I stated before, um, my lack of viewing of this movie led me to the SS Billy Ocean. <laughs> All right. 
get out of my dreams. The Caribbean queen. <laughs> <laughs> and Devo? Uh, I, I was batting around two boat names, and I had the Indianapolis, but that was the boat that Quint served on. So I wrote down Orca, because that sounded like it should be the name of the boat that fights Jaws. And you would be correct. The boat is the Orca, not the Billy Ocean. Not the Billy Ocean. I should be the Billy that's Ocean. Like, that's a way cooler name. Tell you what, if I get a boat, I'm going to name it the Billy Ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Moving along to question number three in movies. If you haven't seen Jaws, Kellis, I'm pretty sure you haven't seen this. <laughs> das Boot is considered one of the most gripping and authentic war movies ever made. It's based on an autobiographical novel by Lothar Gunther Bachheim. The film follows the lives of a fearless U-boat captain and his inexperienced crew as they patrol the Atlantic and Mediterranean in search of allied vessels, taking turns both as hunter and prey. What is the name of the U-boat? And I'm actually just looking for the number. Well, you're correct in your assessment. <laughs> uh, but, uh, <laughs> I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. Dust Boots a great movie. No, it's it's worth watching. I mean, I just haven't had the opportunity with Jaws either, because I won't watch a movie for the first time on TNT. I won't do that. Well, you know, wasn't I over at your place and there you, you were watching a movie? Yeah. And that constitutes a movie watching opportunity. And rather than watching that great film, <laughs> you were watching Rocky Three. Yeah. I think I just fell out of my chair. So I was like, was Mr. Three in Jaws? Uh, was Mr. T in Jaws? Mr. Three. <laughs> Mr. T was not in Jaws. Oh, well, if there's no Clever Lang, I'm not signed up for it. <laughs> I saw Jaws 3 in the theater with my 3D glasses on. How was that? Oh, my God. Oh, it was good. It was amazingly oh. 80s. I mean, there were, like, there were like body parts floating towards me and stuff like that. It was neat. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Michael Caine was in that movie, right? Michael Caine. I don't know. Michael Caine? There was a shark in it. (laughs) (laughs) Neil, what do you got? I don't know if I've ever seen Das Boot. I really probably wouldn't remember the name of the... Isn't it all in German? Uh, Subtitles or something? Yeah. (laughs) But there is an English one as well. I think it's U-Boat 69. Aw, yeah. And Kelv? I went with the title of another movie. Uh, I put U571. Me too. U571, U571. That's about the uh, stealing of the plans, right? Where they take the they take the decoder. Isn't that what you five seven? I couldn't yes. tell you. Uh, the correct answer is U96. Oh. Yeah. I was so close. <laughs> U96. Yeah, it's pretty close, but not <laughs> no cigar. Mm, so close. All right. Yeah. I th- what are you thinking, Davo? Are you thinking maybe two points or no? I'm, I'm thinking. I'm thinking since he begrudgingly gave me two points, I will return the favor. But I want to drop those points on the ground, and I want him to pick them up. <laughs> Man. <laughs> that was so devious. <laughs> so here, here's, here's a, so devious. Here's the thing, Dave. Uh, <laughs> you were at, 
you were actually making a good faith effort to get the answer. And I just made a joke answer that just happened to be close. So I will leave those points on the ground because I don't deserve them. What? Oh, hey, Neil. You're leaving two perfectly good points on the ground? Neil, when, yep. you, when you burned him right there, you know, I wrote down the same thing he did. So that, that hurts me just as much. <laughs> Collateral. Damage. Well, no, I mean, the, 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 the one that he got, the, the two bonus two oh, points. Oh, that gets. He was, a, yeah. he was making a good faith effort to get those two yes. points. He just happened yes. to be off a little bit. I was off by a lot, and I was just making a joke. So, see, I thought you actually just transposed the numbers. No, no, no! I had no idea. Oh, well, give me back my two points then. I told you, <laughs> I'm not taking them. I'm gonna pick them back up and put them in my non-existent point pocket. <laughs> this just got weird, and I apologize for being so, you know. <laughs> pissy about my point pocket <laughs> i really like to move on to the last question all right i'm sure kells is ready i'm trying to give kells enough time <laughs> to get his heart and mind in order you ready? Are you ready yeah this is the one where if he doesn't get it right he's going to be really embarrassed right i, I think with what he yeah. said in the last episode he, he was going to feel a little embarrassed for <gasps> Are you ready? Well I, ho- well, I hope I was in this movie then. <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's roll with it. I'll give you a little caveat before I get into it, just so you know I didn't just bluff on remembering this from a previous episode. You have the collector's edition of this movie. Oh. Question number four. One-Eyed Willie was a famous pirate back in 1632, <laughs> and he got trapped in a cave in Astoria, Oregon. Mikey, Chunk, Mouth, Brand, Steph, Andy, and Data went to find his rich stuff. Chester Copperpot was the last person to search for One-Eyed Willie's stolen treasure. The Goonies found his treasure aboard his ship, and then the Fratellis came in and set off a booby trap that freed Willie's ship from the cave. Name this ship. Oh. <laughs> I'm locked in. I'm locked in. It won't be quite as embarrassing if nobody else gets it right. I've never seen the movie. No, it'll be very embarrassing. I I've seen it and didn't like it. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the name of the damn ship? Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. And Davo, what do you got? I wrote down the Black Pearl. (laughs) I do know what movie that's from. Yeah, Neil. Devo, that's ridiculous. It is SS Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kels. We're up to you. I believe Willie's ship was named the Inferno. And you would be correct. All right. Good job, Kels. <laughs> Collectors. <laughs> so what are the scores before we get on to the final question? Well, in no particular order, except it's from lowest to highest. We've got <laughs> Kells with 130, Devo with 137, and Neo with 185. Oh, 180 what? Five. <laughs> Could have had two more points if you'd bothered to stoop. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't deserve them, Devo. The final category is naval battles. A wager is locked in. As is mine. I'm locked in with a wager. 
All right. And the final question is, during the attack on Pearl Harbor, the United States had 21 ships that were lost or damaged. Of these, there were nine battleships. Name six of the nine battleships. Ooh, that's a good question. Wow. I'm locked in. I'm locked in with nine things. Wait, that's... I'm locked in with eight things. I'm locked in. During the attack on Pearl Harbor, the United States had 21 ships that were lost or damaged. Of these, there were nine battleships. Name six of the nine battleships. And there's really no order here, but the most obvious one I'll go with first is the Arizona. Got it. Don't Got have it. it. Next one is Oklahoma. Nope. Nope. Got it. Next one is West Virginia. Nope. Got it. Nope. What? Next one is California. Nope. Don't got it. No. Next one is Nevada. Nope. Don't got it. No. Pennsylvania. Oh, come on. Don't got it. No. Tennessee. Nope. Got it. Got it. Maryland. Nope. Got it. So I think I got ones that didn't get damaged. (laughs) I think I (laughs) misunderstood the question. The final one is Utah. Nope. I got it. All right. What? (laughs) I got it. Wow, Kel's cleaned up on the ships that got damaged. What in the world? I didn't know you knew anything about World War II, my man. I guess states. <laughs> That's all I, <laughs> I guess states. I knew Arizona. I, I I knew it wasn't Virginia, so I guess West Virginia. I just threw out Oklahoma and Tennessee. I went with kind of longer names and then big states. Yeah. That was that was my that was my mentality. So David, how many did you get? I got two. I got zero. So ooh. Oh. I'll just say I bet zero because there's no way I was going to know anything about battleships, and clearly that was a good wager for me. What did you wager, Dave? I wagered fifty. Takes you to eighty-seven. Kells. Yep. Well, I didn't want to wager everything and end up with zero, so I'll wager one twenty-eight. Wow. How many did you get right? I got six. Oh my god. The only three I didn't get were Connecticut, Colorado, and Missouri. So I, I was like, okay, I know Missouri's one because that's where they signed the peace treaty. And then when you reread the question, I realized that I got the question backwards. I was trying to name ones that made it through, not ones that were damaged or sunk. So. Uh, I actually don't have the ones that made it through. Well, the final scores are Deva with 87. Neil with 185, and Kells with 258 points. That is unbelievable. So what does that mean for our our brain ladle tilt, Davo? It means that I'm I'm bringing up the rear severely. (laughs) But you two are knotted up. That's great. It's a lot of games. Congratulations all around. I'm sweating over here. It's not just the you know lack of air moving. It, it's not your crippling fever. It's the thrill of victory. You having hot flashes? Oh man, uh, hoping that, but you know, 
I'm prepared, I guess. So to make this official, guys, in game or episode two, we'll say game, game two of the first annual Brain Ladle Trivia Tilt, Kells has taken his place among the victors. So in the tournament, Kells with one, Neil with one, Devo with nil. He's got him come back in, in game three to make this any kind of race. I'd like to say thank you very much to our guest host, Anthony. My pleasure, guys. It was awesome. I had a great time. Well, you are welcome back anytime, either as a host. Especially with that wrestling one. Yes, the wrestling one. Either as a host or a guest, whichever you prefer. We have a Twitter account, at Ladlebrain. Uh, do you follow us on Twitter, Anthony? I do. Ah. So we are active on that Twitter. Please hit us up with questions, suggestions, comments. We love to see them. We're on Facebook at Brain Ladle Productions. We have our YouTube channel, Brain Ladle. We have a website, brainladle.com. You can email us each personally at Devo at brainladle.com, Neil at brainladle.com, and Kells at brainladle.com with whatever you'd like to send us, as long as it's tasteful and friendly. <laughs> well, that lets out most of the things we that had... we say to each other. Yeah. <laughs> In a friendly way. We have a Patreon. Uh, we have a Patreon if you'd like to support us, support the channel, support the network, support us in our brain ladle endeavors. Uh, we've got some more stuff coming down the pike, and we are excited about that. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Susan L., who has been a patron from the beginning. She's a, an ardent supporter of the show, and we just whoever else would like to join that Patreon, that Patreon crew, we'd love to have you. Uh, this has been Devo with Neil. Have fun, but don't get any on you. <laughs> <laughs> and Kells? I can't follow that, so I'll see you next time. Signing off. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions. All rights reserved. I like to think of the league as the yard of miles. You would. <laughs>